Spiritual Sisters of St. Dominic bring you Dominicast, the truth in small bites. Truth Bite 29, Gluttony. No one wants to be labelled a glutton. Gluttony is more than just a big appetite. It's associated with grotesque practices like binge eating, devouring everything in sight like a ravenous wild dog, or gorging until you're bloated or sickened. However, gluttony is the vice not just of excessive eating and drinking. It's an out-of-proportion love of the pleasure of the table and the pursuing of this satisfaction for its own sake. Eating and drinking just for the sake of eating and drinking just for the sensation that the food or drink gives us. We see this aspect of gluttony in the picky or fussy eater. The coffee must be just so. The peas must be freshly hand-picked. The salad must be garnished with pine nuts from some exotic-sounding forest, or it just won't be worth tasting. Certain food sources or restaurants are the only ones worth patronising. It's this type of fastidiousness that the modern person has been conditioned to identify as a sign of cultivation or as a discerning palate. The plethora of cooking shows, the fixation with making food look just so and taste even better, can be traced to this vice of gluttony. However nicely it tries to disguise itself, it's the vice of pursuing taste satisfaction for its own sake. Most of us wouldn't like to admit that we're a little too fixated on our diet and not enough fixated on the more important things in life, like our human relationships. When our personal eating compulsions become burdensome or impositions on others, we can be sure we're in the clutches of gluttony. You only have to ask yourself how little you like inviting guests to dinner who are so picky about their food that your menu is rendered inedible for the rest of the guests. If it's a vice that irritates you when seen in others, the chances are that you yourself may suffer from the same vice. So what about being particular? Isn't that better than overeating? The vice of gluttony fosters in its victims a desire for mere sense pleasure. And so pleasure becomes the point of life. This is a far cry from the misfortune of those who have limits placed on their diet due to physical ailments or medically diagnosed disorders. In fact, these individuals may have had to acquire the virtue of temperance to an almost heroic degree just to stay alive. Gluttony weakens the will. It makes one not only physically but spiritually flabby because it involves giving in to our bodily appetites whenever they arise. Our will is thwarted yet again as we give in to the temptation of that sixth Tim Tam who is all alone. Who wants to have just one leftover to have to store away? All this giving in disposes one to future surrenders in both the physical and moral departments. I'll just have another one or I must try that new brand of and it doesn't stop there. It becomes an attitude or mode of operation that pervades one's whole life. And it makes a person putty in the hands of modern advertising, making one really believe that happiness will be found in the next chocolate box 
or in that elusive perfect sponge recipe. The person who can't say no to that cheesecake is less likely to say no to that racy movie. The person who's fastidious and critical of all that is dished up to them is likely to be critical in other human situations and relationships. So what's the remedy to gluttony, since it includes both eating too much and being too particular? The principle to follow is to think of the pleasure of eating not as an end in life, but as a means to health and happiness. Virtue is always found in the middle way, the moderate way. And virtue involves having our mind and will fully engaged in our choices and actions.